I'm Tarina. And I'm Kelly. We're the owners of Say Events, a wedding planning company based in beautiful Vancouver, Canada. This podcast is an honest, behind-the-scenes, no-bullshit look into the wedding industry. With over 15 years' experience in the biz, we share the inside details of what goes on into creating a wedding. We'll interview wedding experts, debate topics, and give you real advice only a wedding planner would know. Maybe it's just our moms, but at least we think we're wildly hilarious. Yes, a wedding has many elements and pieces to bring the day together, but that doesn't mean we can't do it with belly laughs and a sense of humor. This is your consultation. Welcome to the wedding session. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the wedding session with yours truly, your co-host. Hello. (laughs) Hello. So today we have a, a topic that was, I think, inspired by all the movies we've been watching lately being confined to our homes with snow and darkness <laughs> so yes. yeah uh, but let's maybe open up with the topic that we're going to cover today just in case it inspires you to actually listen to us today so <laughs> the we want to talk about a destination wedding but sort of and Right now, we're currently working on these types of files, so we're really in this mindset. And mm-hmm. um, because we're uh, working with files with that have us go to Victoria and Squamish, they're still, you know, somewhat driving distance, but they're um, but they're considered a destination wedding because you can go to Victoria for the day, but why would you want to? <laughs> like, you would want to stay overnight because the travel there is about. Three two and a half to three hours. Oh, I've I've done it. Oh, we've done it. Oh, yes. Oh, I've done I've done the journey to Victoria. I was like, mm-hmm. well, just do it for the day, and you get up mm-hmm. at the absolute butt crack of dawn. It's still yeah. dark out. You yeah. get into the car. Maybe you you know maybe you either drive your car there or you walk on. Then you get to the ferry. Then you cross you know across the the peninsula. Ocean. Then you make it's basically the ocean. Um, yeah. You cross the inlet over there, and then you make your way over to Victoria. Yay! You have some fun. You know, haul your ass back to the thing. yeah. You get on the last ferry. ferry. At like 11 p.m. And and it's, it's very possible. But, you know, when it comes to a wedding, you want to take your time. You want to not feel stressed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you want to be driving in the darker highways in that night. So we're talking about a destination wedding, but sort of. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And it was inspired by all of the Disney Plus movies we've been watching uh-huh. lately. And uh, <laughs> so the one... Us as planners, of course, Disney Disney and Kelly and I go together in a beautiful little bowl of ice cream, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, we love Disney. We were peas and carrots. Kids. Oh, yes. Like, like we, peas and carrots. <laughs> we were all about the Disney princesses. Like, I wanted to be a few of them. Specifically, oh, yeah. I wanted to be a mermaid. Um, but, yep. uh, yes, uh, love them all. And so, you know, kids of... I say we're kids of the 80s because we had it on VHS and we would either go rent uh, the movie or our parents would buy them. I actually saw Little Mermaid in the movie theater. Dang. Putting that out there right now. I saw The yeah. Lion King in the movie theater. That's the one I remember the most because it was like arguably one of the biggest movies of all time. <laughs> like yeah. That's massive. so funny. I remember actually I saw a little, I saw, yeah, Lion King. I saw Lion King in the movie theater too. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, re- I, re- I remember there's this one scene where Timon and Pumbaa introduce themselves, <laughs> and um, as soon as he said Pumbaa, Shannon looked at my mom, horrified, and was like, "Oh my god, mom, that's a bad word." And it's it's basic in Portuguese. It's basically a um, 
a pumba or pumbet is like a bird. And so you know how you <laughs> know how bird? some no 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 you know how some oh. people refer to certain lady parts. Oh, like a cat. Oh, the got cat. it. Okay. Meow, meow. Got the it. cat. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So so Shannon is six years old, and she she knows what this word means, and she's looking up at the screen, being like, "Oh, they named it after a woman's huh? And it's <laughs> it's a pig. It's basically a pig." She was absolutely horrified, and my mom was like, "It's not the same. It's not. It's not. It's a warthog with a gas problem." Yeah. And do you like? Do you know how many times they say his name in the movie? As soon as you like, so many. Yeah. You know. It's like it's like staring at a zit on someone's face, and all you see is the giant redness that is the zit. You're like, I don't see anything else. You can have beautiful blue eyes. I don't really give a shit at this point. It's oh, just true. the zit. And so can like, I every pop time, it? Say, yeah. Can I pop it? Can I? Can I just get in there? And so it's mm-hmm. same with Shani. So it was just anyway. So that was a really funny little side note of the Lion King. But I did see that in the theater as well. However, yes, Disney was. We were all about it as kids. Yeah. Uh, actually, we've talked about this before. But I think we need to record it. I want to talk about. Okay, we're, I promise we will get to our topic, guys. So we need to we need to highlight this because this we is what we do with our show. Um, I want to highlight the sexual awakening princes that made us be like, oh, they're kind of attractive. Yes. Yes. So who was? I think I know yours, but which one was you yours? <laughs> I do. You know it. It's Prince Eric. <laughs> oh my god, I loved him. He was my. He was. He was everything I was looking for. He was my tall, dark, and handsome. He was a musician. He was he a flautist. Flautus, whatever. He was a musician. He had a dog. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, see, for he me, he was not. He had, a, he had a rowboat. Like he had all the things a child wants. <laughs> like I think if like Ariel had like an alpha mermaid best friend that was like in love with her from the start, I would have been into that guy. <laughs> like in the, in the story. <laughs> Like, it was this flautist prancing around talking about love, and he's all sad. Although I did think he was very handsome, and I did like mm-hmm. the love story and stuff. Yeah, and he did oh, try yeah. to save her in the end, too. Uh, no, I had two. Uh, so, and I didn't really realize it till I was older, but I totally had a thing for um, John from um, Pocahontas. Because I didn't realize it was Mel Gibson's yeah. voice. And I always oh, thought yes. Mel Gibson was kind of good looking, like, in the old days. And I was like, oh, that's oh. why. Yeah. It's rigs. It's rigs. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah. So John yes. and uh, Lee Shang from Mulan, which because they're they're enemies to lovers, and that's the story that it's I think true. I like even as an adult. And I was like, Yeah, she climbed that tower and got that freaking arrow and is that what she face and, oh my god. Is that <laughs> yeah. really what she climbed, Tarina? <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor on Disney, but yes. <laughs> There's a mountain of a man. Oh, man. You know what? I think the other one that I actually really liked was Aladdin, too. We watched that movie over and over and over. We were, like, loved, loved the genie. I love, I love Robin Williams. I know he's, I know he's no longer with us, but, like, hot damn, that guy was just an absolute genius. He was so funny. And I was like, why is, like, doesn't he say bad words? But I'm like, yeah, he does, but, you know. But he's really funny. Like, he's really, really, really funny. And, And every time you watch that movie, you're like, Robin Williams, yet again. When yeah. did you say this line before? Like you're just learning all this no. stuff, but yeah. but yeah, Aladdin. Oh god, that guy. And then I find out that they actually um, made Aladdin based on Tom Cruise. And I was like, yeah, I see it. 
I totally see it. I totally have a crush on Tom Cruise. Still do. Always will. But uh, Aladdin, I never realized that it was voiced by Steve on Full House. And they totally did an episode where he was in Disneyland as Aladdin. I just never connected the dots. That was because he was Aladdin. Uh, So I never actually watched Full House as a child. No. And I watched the Fuller House as an adult because. You know, I appreciated it. But I didn't. I I always found it really weird that the parents were always apologizing to the children. I was like, you know, that's not how Portuguese people raise their kids. (laughs) Mother is always right. You don't apologize for shit. It was on the same time, family. Why are, we, why are they apologizing? Like, they punished you because you were bad. You're being a little shithead. You know, Family Matters was on at the same time, which mm. obviously had that more so. So I think maybe yes. there was a balance of the two that I was watching. I resonated. Yeah. Yeah. Air, so, yeah. yeah. Family Matters. Yeah, for sure. And not like not like we were like abused in any way. But my mom had a very, my no. parents had a very like united but stern upbringing. And, and uh, yeah, it was always the kids were at fault because <laughs> we were, we were children. We we're learning how to live our lives. So that's yeah. Right. So we're funny. shaping you to be human beings. However, we okay, were. let's rein it back. But we just rain wanted to share that little bit with you. Uh, so as your planners, we are going to break down one Disney movie that we feel had some logistical pieces that'll kind of take you to inspiration to our topic as we lead through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So The Little Mermaid is probably the most iconic wedding scene that we've all can kind of remember from oh, yes. our, our age range. It's it's a very grand thing. It's kind of the finisher of the of the movie. And, and you can mm-hmm. remember like the big rainbow over the boat. As planners, though, when you watch this, you're thinking, How? the logistics of this are a bit interesting. <laughs> Okay. I mean, and- it's, it's Disney magic. I get that. But like, of course, how? Of course. Yes. <laughs> and I think like, to me, um, Air- it was Prince Eric's boat. And it was his, you know, his castle was in the in the nearby area. So all of his family and friends were able to just simply walk on the boat and go to the ocean. Now, Ariel's family, I'm pretty certain had to travel there in some form of fashion. So mm-hmm. it was a destination, but sort of, I'm assuming that they swam back home like are they fast really fast you know mermaids and <laughs> I mermen i don't know or are there hotels in the ocean that would be my question like right? are you staying in an inn maybe in you know this part of the sea or like maybe they, know, they the found, ocean they found is, a, yeah, yeah they found yeah, it, the ocean is a big place, and maybe they found a clam or two. Like, who knows what they where they ever they found their things? I know I have so many. I, I have so many things. Like, I feel like I would just want to launch right into it. I know we have a little other thingy, but like, okay, can we talk about the fact that they had two weddings? Technically speaking, there were two weddings had in two the weddings. Little Mermaid. Okay, yeah. so they had Ursula and 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 Prince Eric, and then they had Ariel and Prince Eric. And same boat, you guys, same, same priest, same, same boat. Dog. Same, you know, same okay, so. Guest. So are we reusing the decor? Are we reusing yeah. all the things? Because I'm fairly certain half that sh- half of it was destroyed in the shenanigans of when they were trying to to you know reintroduce Ariel with her voice. Like, yes. and I guarantee you know, like the two aunties of Prince Eric would have been like in the front row, being like, mm-hmm, they had this last week and it didn't work out for him. They said he right. was hypnotized. Like he they was- would not believe it with the fans no. and the shade. Like no, that's no. so true. Could you? Oh my gosh, could you imagine having to explain that to your family? Like, psych. Yeah, the wedding last week was not the right one. <laughs> but thank you for all coming back again. We're yes, going to try this again. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I she does have a wedding. Sea witch, you know? Right. Like, yeah. yeah, she was real mad. Right. Yeah. And, and then, like, for, like, the, the, you know, elderly parents and the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles in the front row be like, yes, she her hair is different now. Yes, she's no longer brunette. She's a redhead. <laughs> yes, yes. Can you feel the boat shifting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Can you hear the sounds? That's fine. It's just your family arriving. They just come as a pod from the ocean and they whoosh their way up the side of the boat. And I wanted, I just want to say, how many of you young girls out there in their pool 
used to try to do the whoosh when you would get up out of the water. Did you oh, the hair. The hair yeah. And you do the hair and then you would try and do like, you'd get up the, um, you try to like walk up the ladder or you try to like walk out of the, out of the pool and like you would try, yeah. well, yeah, obviously you got the swagger like Ariel, yeah. the way she did, but you would try to like whoosh so that the water came behind you and you're like, wait, no, that doesn't actually, water doesn't do that. <laughs> I will agree. Like I remember watching the movie and wanted to be a mermaid. I was like, maybe I'm a mermaid, like descendant. Maybe my, you know, ancestors did it. And that's yeah. why I'm so connected to the water. But overall, Ariel leaves her kind for a man, a human, mm-hmm. and doesn't go back. There's a second movie, but she doesn't go back for like a while. And there literally is a song where Sebastian go, Ariel, the world, the human world is a mess. It, it is. It is. I know this is better. And she didn't listen to him. Okay. <laughs> like, I just feel like there's more options. Like the earth is 70% water and 30% land. So like when you think about it, like she has so much more space. She could go anywhere. She could go to underwater Vegas. She could go to underwater Paris. She could go to like underwater. Anywhere. Anywhere in the world. She could go to underwater Hawaii. Seriously. I mean, Hawaii is almost, you know, it's totally rainforest anyways. There's so many places she could go to. It's like, you know, like, yeah, the land is just not worth it. But then another bit is like, okay, so they obviously took the boat out to the ocean to symbolize the fact that like now the mermaids can be a part of this ceremony. But looking at the footage, you're thinking like they can't see fucking shit. Like they're (laughs) the boat is huge. Like you couldn't get a lower boat or something. What about a raft? Or even a mirror, like a mirror could have been over and they could have looked at the mirror. Right? Yeah, no, I know, I know. I'm, I, I think it's a, I think it was a very good marriage of the two worlds where you're on a boat. But I was yeah. also like, again, going back to the whole, like, you literally did this last week on the same mm-hmm. friggin' boat. Are, are you, do you only do weddings, do you only yeah. do weddings on boats? Like, is this just a thing? Like, don't you guys have a giant castle over here? Like, why right. wouldn't you? Like, I you guess know, he's I, the prince by the sea. I don't really know what his job was, know. but regardless, I yeah. Know. I feel like that's partly why Ursula didn't, didn't, uh, I think that was her downfall is that mm. she wanted to have it in the water. She was bragging to people. She was. I'm going to have my wedding in your yeah. face, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, did you know that all the seals are going to come and smack you around and <laughs> all the little starfish are gonna th- throw themselves onto your face and the dog's gonna bite your ass and all of a sudden your cake is split in two and it's yeah, like sebastian said it okay like i would have maybe forced eric to have a beach elopement okay yeah. or maybe a castle princess ceremony oh my family can't come because they don't exist they're little shriveled seaweeds that i've made and I'm just saying, as a as a fellow cancer, I do find that sometimes people just don't listen. They I will tell things to them, and they don't listen, and shit happens. And I'm like, you know what? Under the sea. That's all I, I gotta say. I told you. I, I told you. Under yeah. the sea. Look it up. Oscar winning or Grammy? It won something. It won an award. Of little things. girls' hearts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it won the hearts and minds of all the girls in the 1989 era. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And boys. And boys That's too. Yeah. <laughs> can we and, and can we finally just talk about the size of her dress? I just I've been to I've been to those weddings where it was just you like the giant headpiece. Like, yes, wouldn't you think that would be on the nose? <laughs> a little douche. Yeah. I don't know. It was just very it was very 80s, and I think that was just the style it of the dresses the too. But mm. I ha- I thought that would just be a little bit more like streamlined. Like the dress she wears when she's coming out of the water yes, after she is. after her dad's like, okay, I will grant you legs because I know it's important to you to leave your family and be with some man you met a week ago, whatever. Because <laughs> really, what is their actual timeline? Okay. Ooh, Frozen. Like a week. A week. That, Elsa, yeah. Elsa was right. You literally yeah. cannot marry a man you just met. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so true. You know, so, so I don't true. know. I love, I love the really sparkly dress that she had when she was coming was out. Beautiful. I mean, that was a banger. I hope she wore I, that for the dancing. Yes. I, I did love that dress as a kid. I love how much it shined and the sparkly shined. and her hair looks so good. And yeah, I, right. I, mm-hmm. yeah, she uh, totally did. So I guess like we just saw the ceremony, but like, how is her family participating was my kind of concern is that mm-hmm. how do we get a microphone down there or is there a microphone or is the priest speaking loud enough? Cause I think that guy was older than dirt. So there was no way he was like my wedge. <laughs> my wedge is. <laughs> like, like, oh people You're bitch awesome. about like 10 rows back. Think about like a whole boat and the sea and the uh, birds and the dog and everything. And you're, and you're three floors up because you're like, it's a giant yeah. boat. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, and even, even when you think like, logistically the sound of it too like okay so sure you've got microphones sure you've got speakers what are you plugging into what if there's a sploosh of water because someone's trying to peek from below and you just get like this giant fire happening on the boat i'm just thinking like that is a fire hazard that is a legitimate fire hazard let's also talk about the smell i just came up with it now that okay fish and smell in general is you know interesting but if there's a half human half fish times a hundred surrounding the boat it'd be an interesting aroma now wouldn't it (laughs) maybe that's why they have all those flowers (laughs) maybe that's why they did it in june did you know (laughs) um yeah that is actually a very valid point because even when you're walking like even when i walk around granville island or if i walk anywhere you just catch a just a little a whiff of it it reminds me of europe actually whenever Mm -hmm. i smell the ocean i always reminds me of when i was in europe Mm -hmm. um yeah i guess that's interesting. I grew yeah. up in Richmond, very close to an ocean, so it just reminds me of home. <laughs> I'm a land lover. <laughs> yes, I know. I have to live near an ocean. I think it blows my I, brain that like yep. people have not lived near an ocean at all in their lifetime. I'm like, well, like I was playing in like ocean pools when I was like a baby, and so was my kid. So it's a, it's like a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, ninety percent of the world does not have. It. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had water sources around me. Let's put it that yeah. way. I had rivers. I had lakes. I had streams. It was fine. But like, I never really had the ocean because I lived in. I'm from Ontario, right? Like, we're mm. connected by all the things all around. Yes. So, <laughs> so coming out to the west coast was like, oh wow, this is really cool. I've never been so close to the ocean before. But yeah, you're right. I mean, even if you go to White Rock, for example, and like when the tide comes in, and some of the stuff that tide brings in is gnarly. That is it not is, seaweed. It that is. is- with things in it (laughs) that's not good that's not good yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's really like salty and briny and just it's Mm -hmm. so so many things so many things and they don't have deodorant they do (laughs) not they don't have fufu juice they're not throwing any perfume on like you know it's all natural symbiotic with the ocean but i would assume Mm. that the the humans would have a bit of a an aroma be like oh what's that oh we're having fish on the buffet which brings me to my next point is how does catering work okay so do the uh be- actually no this because it was answered in the movie i don't think the mermaid community eats seafood because there was this whole bit of sebastian being chased around being trying to be chopped put in the soup with the chef and then i think ariel didn't want to eat the seafood that was on her plate which was essentially sebastian because he was trying to hide yeah, I but i don't think yeah. she wanted to eat sebastian but, like, but her what- best friend is flounder a fish so I'm assuming that they don't eat fish. It's like, hey, you're my best oh, friend, but I could barbecue you. I'm just saying. Dang. So are they vegetarian then? Are they? Vegan? They must eat like kelp and seaweed, and like salads and stuff, or like what do the other fish eat? But then they're, yeah, I don't know. That's do like they, a thing. Do you think they, regardless, do you think they make lumai? 
Maybe. It's a little sauce. Maybe a little bit of peanut butter in there. Oh, Then yeah, maybe they go for that. the tuna. They have the premium fish. So they're like, oh, those humans are idiots. They sell it for like a bajillion dollars a pound. So you know they have TV shows about that. But <laughs> <laughs> however, we're, our next kind of highlight is that the catering would have been pretty difficult, which is why I'm assuming that it was like a ceremony and that was it. I bet Ariel and, you know, uh, Eric got into okay. a room. And said, well, I think the catering is just going to be like, whoa, that's too much. Like we're going to get married and sail off with the humans. Well, I mean, they did have cake. They had a three-tiered cake. They did, yeah. But I think, I bet they probably did, like, a surf and turf, and they probably (laughs) just do. (laughs) So they probably had, like, lobster for the people and steak Steak for the fish. I mean, yeah, I mean, they were caterers for a palace, so I'm sure they could, you know, keep up. I'm sure they could, I'm sure they could keep up, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's a totally valid concern, is, like, you know, what What can they, or can't they eat? Are they part of the, how are they sitting? Is there a table set up for them? How big is the table? (laughs) How much space do they need for their chairs? Can they sit on chairs? I don't know. Because they had events in the castle under the sea and Triton had a, you know, a throne. So I think they, did, but they, they were have fighting. receptions. Yeah, that's true. So I think maybe, maybe they would have to have two receptions. Like, I'm, I think if the movie was made now, they probably would have made Eric into some kind of mermaid for a bit. I think. Aren't they working on a new little mermaid? No. Oh, they are working on like the live version, but. Mm. They're making mm. a live action version of Little Mermaid. I mean, CGI is pretty good now. I just don't really get why they're doing these things again, but I don't. No, mm. don't, don't, don't touch my, don't touch my shows. I saw a comedian really say something really funny about the new Lion King. He was like, I don't want to go and see Beyonce and the Lion King if I'm not going to see Beyonce. <laughs> like that, that's that's how I felt when I watched it. I was like, I want to see her. I know she's not love. <laughs> oh. Right. Uh, and then we have a couple more points. Um, mm-hmm. I guess if they had a reception, would they be dancing or would they be swimming or a little combination? I mean, if you take the the scene from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, there is a very competitive dance competition under the sea. But um, how do you get them underwater? This is what I'm saying is like, okay, so are we doing two receptions? If we're doing two receptions, how do you get the humans? How do you how do you make you know gills? on people this is not the era of star trek and star wars where they can just put like a thing on their face and they can just like go into the water and hang out with what's his face what's his (laughs) his name oh my god everybody hated him but jar 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 binks and all of those like underwater creatures how the hell underwater he was a just an alien from another planet but there was a whole background they had to to go like underneath the water and so they lived in like a globe thing but they had to get there they did. They had to get underwater. Right? That exactly. Yeah. exactly. I've only seen that one once. That's <laughs> fair. It wasn't. It wasn't the best of the movies, and I only it remember because I was not. Yeah. It was not. The classic, was not very original or great. The six that led. I don't know. So or followed. Eh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Maybe it's more like a Harry Potter thing, where like he just they eat like a potion and they grow gills. I think that's what Harry Potter did. I mean, that would be pretty cool, like party trick at the wedding. I'm I think. Just saying. I think Prince Eric and Ariel would have to be like, okay. Like, are we going to choose to have all of this stuff happen above or below? Now, to me, I would say, okay, King Triton, you clearly have a magic stick <laughs> to make people human. <laughs> so why don't you just wave it as your daughter's uh-huh. wedding present and make all the mermaids human? Just, you know, and, you know, throw a dress on. We like the sparkly. You can go with that one in a variation yeah. of colors. Yeah. And that, that'll be a great wedding on top of the boat, right? That might be the easiest way but to go about it. 
But I feel like it would make more sense to do it underwater because the oh, none yeah. of the mer people know how to stand or know how to dance or anything. Remember, he had to like teach her how to stand and walk. Whereas the like majority of the people, well, the majority of the people would know how to swim, wouldn't they? But I think maybe that would be a more costly option for them. Do you think it costs? Find- I want to because I don't think there was magic on top of the water, but there was clearly magic under the water. You know, like you have to find the magic on the top. All the action is happening below. Final question: Mm -hmm. What was the overall bill for this wedding? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're both prince and princesses in their own realm. Realm. So I think both families had money, honey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you know what? Mm -hmm. All the treasure that sank below, I'm sure King Triton is doing just fine. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. And then my last, and it's always been my like issue, and I think even as a little kid, I thought I thought this through. Is um, I just didn't quite understand why King Triton did not give his daughter the ability to go back and forth to the ocean and land as she pleased. Like there's a Disney show, I can't remember the name of it, but as soon as water touches her, she becomes a mermaid. So there's the joke is like if a water splashes on her while she's washing the dishes, she turns into a mermaid and she's trying to hide it from you know the boy that she likes. It's a it's an Australian show. That's I so cannot funny. remember what it's called, but it's uh, that so was kind funny. of the joke. So I thought like, well, if everybody knows Ariel was a mermaid, why wouldn't like I'm gonna go to spin class when I when Tim comes home from work? I would be like, I'm gonna go to the ocean to get my laps in. See you right. later. <laughs> right, okay. So. Well, and then okay. So another thing, like Aquaman. Yes. Do, uh, like, you know that guy. Like, isn't he a king somewhere on there under there too? Like, is doesn't he have Triton? Does he have King Triton's Triton? Like, like Done. isn't he yes. distantly related to Ariel? Like, you would think that he would also, <laughs> first of all, have been invited. But secondly, yes. <laughs> could have instructed them, be like, okay, guys, hold your breath. <laughs> but his dad was a human. That's why he could be joined with the two worlds, right? So we're talking like Ariel's a pure mermaid so and Eric's a pure human. So then do you think like all the little baby Ariel and, and Well, that's Eric? the number two where the second one technically never watches. That's actually cute. Like the daughter is that? drawn to the ocean. Mm, I, th- I don't think – I think there could have been a different story to it. The daughter – doesn't know that her mom was a mermaid so her mom had to hide her from the ocean um because Ooh. ursula was like i'm gonna kill her like it was a curse i, I thought i thought gone. ursula i thought ursula was gone or it's ursula's sister i've only seen it like <laughs> once or twice it, it's it was something <laughs> like the sea witch was pissed that's what it was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my good gracious it's yeah. like a distant relative of ursula that's like i'm coming to avenger i was yes. never invited to any of her dinners but i'm avenging her <laughs> share her magic yes. <laughs> and poor flotsam and jetsam i did feel bad for those guys like they just didn't stand a chance but you know no, they did not but they chose they chose their path they made and a they, choice. they were eels and they were evil so anyway there you go i know but that is our breakdown of the little mermaid and our logistics of course like we're gonna watch it multiple times and we're gonna oh, sing yeah. all the friggin' songs because it's in our hearts forever but the wedding part mm, I have concerns. Questions. Questions. (laughs) (laughs) But when he throws the rainbow and her dad lifts himself up, it's like, okay, that's very cute. But yeah, Ariel, like, go leave your believe your shit okay (laughs) it's such such like a commitment obviously but it is like it is a sacrifice on her end and i was like well what is he sack i see i watched it as a child Mm -hmm. and i'm like Mm -hmm. it's so romantic they're finally able to be able to get to be you know together it's so amazing and then as i get older and you know Mm -hmm. you know i i'm really close with my both my parents i'm full on daddy's girl like i'm not ashamed to admit that and so you know now as i get older i'm seeing the relationship between her and her dad and she's like i'm 16 years old i can do what i want and i'm like no you cannot 
Ariel, you need to get back into your bedroom. I am so, (laughs) I am on King Triton's side 100%. Like I see this now as an adult. Um, And as I'm watching it, as I'm getting older, I'm just, I feel like I'm connecting on it on totally different levels now. And so Mm -hmm. now as a wedding planner, I'm like, okay, logistically, you needed a planner. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that right now. (laughs) There's so many gaping holes in this reception and this ceremony. Like you guys are killing me here. So (laughs) even Disney movies in general, watching them as a kid and watching them as an adult is completely different. Um, I would, uh, sorry, we're like going on a Disney thing here, but I, I would highly recommend you guys to watch, um, this toy story youtube uh, it's on youtube it's uh toy stories 20 years in the making and i was mm-hmm. telling Aaron all this really cool facts and i was like actually i think it's on youtube and it was so interesting to watch how wow. the story came up to where it needed to be and as a kid you would never think of it but like as an adult you're like damn like that was crazy like yeah. the story there was no animation stories that existed and no. toy story was pretty much the pioneer that set that mm-hmm. storytelling mm-hmm. and when it came out uh, people just watched and loved the story. They didn't really focus on the animation. So that was kind of like pretty cool. Anyway, check it out. It's like it Toy out. Story 20 years in the making or something. It's wow. But yeah, um, let's bring it back to weddings, guys, <laughs> because that's what we're all about. But hey, we're going to use real life things to make it obvious to you. So, uh, you know, a lot of couples really like to take advantage of their own region, uh, but it's like just a drive from their house. So for example, we live in Vancouver, British Columbia, and a lot of couples will get married in destination weddings, you know, like Squamish, Whistler, uh, wineries in Kelowna, Penticton. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also have the island, which is a whole different side of weddings over there, like uh, Victoria, Comox, anywhere on the island is absolutely beautiful. Now, you could drive there very easily. Like mm-hmm. if I really wanted to, I can get to Whistler and back in one day and I've done it and it's, it's brutal. It, it's the drive it's, alone is just too long and you don't get to enjoy the little city. That's like just, you know, two hours away from your house. Yeah. So it's uh, you want to, you have to stay there one night, especially with a wedding because you'll just be exhausted driving home or you want to drink or you want to have like one or two drinks. If you're coming from, Vancouver and you were at a wedding and you live in Surrey and you've had one glass of wine over the seven hours of the party, you would drive home. <laughs> like right. That would be yeah. Yeah, a normal course. thing. But oh, for uh, sure. one glass of wine at a wedding in Whistler and you're driving on the Sea to Sky Highway, which is basically a serpentine S-curve all the way home in yes. the dark is yes. like not really plausible, right? So that's kind of why we're talking about like these, you know, destination weddings. Um, like you could in theory drive home, but do you want to? And I know people I, do. I know people that I know, yeah. I know people that have certainly done it. I mean, I, I, I actually still live in Whistler and, and going back and forth. I mean, I was living in, in like South Surrey at the time. So traveling to Whistler depends on where you're from. Now I live in North Burnaby. And so I'm like, yeah, Whistler's like less yeah. than an hour. Like it's not a big deal. Like it takes me longer to get to Chilliwack from North Burnaby than it does for me to get up to Whistler. So depending <laughs> on where you are in the lower mainland land, everything is like a little bit relative. So but, but so for example, you could be, you know, we are talking about, you know, being in Squamish or Whistler or Victoria is another really cool place where you could yeah. be going to, it takes, it's a ferry ride over, you could fly over it. It's like a 15 minute flight. Like it's really, really close. And mm-hmm. so that's another option you could do. Or if you live in Vancouver and you're like, I want to get wet or east, I want to get out of here. You could, you could go to Chilliwack. You could go to the Okanagan. You could go to Naramata Bench, beautiful, you know, winery region there. You could go to Kelowna. You could go, you could kind of go wherever you really want. So there's a lot of options, but the cool thing is, is if you wanted to, if you wanted to, and I know people that have done this, you could drive to Kelowna and back in a day. I don't advise it, but you could do it. 
It's ballsy. It's ballsy, but I wouldn't encourage you to do it. <laughs> it's a lot of highway. Yeah, you could you could do the drive. And I think, you know, as younger people, we have done it. I've done it a few times. Um, but, you know, as an adult, I'm like, eh, I think I'll just pay to stay in a nice hotel. Even like my husband, they said they drove to Penticton and they didn't have any like they they got a six of them for a hotel room for like 30 bucks. And, and, you know, that to me is like, I don't I don't give a shit how much the hotel is like. I'm not staying with six of my closest <laughs> friends in a hotel. I need the bed <laughs> and I need a shower. I, I'm not I, up for this venture anymore. 20. Sure. Sure. But yeah, like, totally. Yeah. I mean, I've, d- I've done that. We've done that when you're like traveling and you're like, okay, we'll squeeze another person in, which you're not totally, you're not supposed to do at all, but obviously we've all done it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, of course you've done that. Sure. You've been super, you know, adventurous and you've gone on those crazy long, like, let's just go this out. It's like four yeah. o'clock. We're taping this. Yeah. Let's go to Kelowna right now. Like, oh, <laughs> yes. I could get there at nine o'clock. We could totally hang out and go for dinner and then we can make our way back. You're like, why in God's name would you do that now? <laughs> freaking nightmare like oh my god like i'd rather get up at like you know 5 a.m to drive drive somewhere and then be there for the rest of the day versus drive late at night because that's when people start to fall asleep and the day is caught up to them right so however um so let's talk about you know things that you need to consider when planning your you know local destination wedding uh let's talk about the positive so first it's in your own dollar amount which is really Mm -hmm. kind of a bonus because you're literally paying in something that you might pay at the at a Vancouver venue, you're paying it at a mm-hmm. Kelowna venue. It's translates the exact same, you know. Yep. So that is a massive positive. It's not like I'd say if you got married in Alberta, I understand that a lot of the stuff is much lower because the province is just only different than British well, Columbia. They only right? have one tax. They're they're little unicorns yeah. in the country. So, but you 100 percent are available for the sticker shot, or mm-hmm. uh, that you are in the mindset of understanding the sticker shock of a, a venue in Vancouver and a Vancouver in Kelowna, it's probably mm-hmm. going to be the exact same amount. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, yeah you're yeah, not going to yeah. be like, whoa, it's so much cheaper here. Like, <laughs> it is not. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah. it's the same. <laughs> if not a little more because you're paying for the nature that you're going to drive to. Exactly. Actually, uh, um, I refer to my friend all the time. She's um, her and her husband, they did their destination wedding here in Vancouver and they came up from the States and she's like, I had to explain to my husband that like we're budgeting like, this was a couple of years ago. We're going to budget like 40 grand for our wedding. That was a destination wedding for a hundred people. But remember mm-hmm. she came in, in American dollars. So she was paying mm-hmm. and their dollar was really, really good. So the value for them to come here was like, wow, okay, it was fine. We, but they still had to get flights. They still had to bring a whole bunch of stuff up oh. here and then they still have to f- fly back, still get hotels, still get all that stuff. So, um, so when you're fly- when you're coming in, like if you're working locally, like imagine as a Canadian going down to the States, unless you get like a really banging deal in like tiny town, America, yeah. You're going to be spending a lot of money and the, tra- you know, with the, the, um, exchange and all that sort of stuff. So it's nice to be when you're budgeting your stuff, I'm not having to get another little column in my budget so that I can allocate like what the conversion rate is. If it's going into like euros or if it's an American or if it's okay, like so in crown, yeah. whatever the heck, you know, whatever country it is. Right. So. <laughs> Who knows? Yes. Who knows? In so, your own yeah. dollar amount, you can kind of accept it. You're like, I know that, okay, it's going to cost this much and the same bills the same. The taxes are the same. Everything's the same. Uh, another positive is that you can drive there, uh, which is what we kind of have highlighted a lot on is that most people have some form of driving or getting to a destination wedding that is local, right? Yep. If you give them, you know, enough time, they're going to understand like, okay, on Friday, I'm going to leave after work. Maybe I'll get off at like three and I'll get there by like five or six or they'll mm-hmm. go on a Saturday morning, depending on, you know, the logistics. But it is mm-hmm. much easier for someone to accept and plan that drive yes. versus 
getting to the airport and getting all the passports in order. Like you don't need a passport to go to Kelowna. You can just literally drive there. You could walk there in theory. We don't, but (laughs) (laughs) it's doable. It's totally doable. Possible. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next one is guests kind of get to embrace a new place and some, sometimes they they didn't even know it existed. So, you know, the one example we have is a Sea to Sky gondola. When else would you ever have the opportunity to go to the Sea to Sky gondola, especially if you have a thing about heights? <laughs> so mm-hmm. just face, face the mountain if you do. It's totally fine. It's a really, really cool ride up. But when else would you ever go there? Especially if you live in Langley, like why would you, why would you go up to Squamish? Why would you go? Right. So, or same with even, um, the roundhouse in, uh, in Whistler, for example, there is actually an area where you can rent out, you can host your wedding there. Um, when the heck else would you ever go to Whistler? Maybe in the summer, maybe you only ever go in the winter. So it's a totally different environment if you're doing a summer wedding, a winter wedding, a fall wedding. Um, so it's, it's cool. Like people, you know, we, we actually remember when we did the site visit, um, out to Victoria and we ended up going to, uh, we went to the Pendry Inn, uh, and hotel. It was a super cute little thing. Yeah. Literally, literally right in the harbor you would never know that little place existed it is a place where oh it's so cute it's so cute it's got so much history you can so good so so good (laughs) but you could literally fly in or you could um they did have the fast boats there before i don't think they have them anymore but you could basically fly right into the harbor get off of the, the boat or get off of the plane walk across the street and there is your location like you're already there you would never you wouldn't necessarily do that at any other time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's such a cool way for you to to try something new and do something different. So, and it also, I think, we, you know, we never do the tourist things that are available in our own town until someone True. from out of town is here, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I only went up to Grouse Mountain as a skier, and I would only go in the winter. And then my aunts and uncles were here for my wedding. And they're like, oh, can we do some stuff? I was like, actually, like going up on the gondola in the summer is supposedly a very cool activity. And then I took them up the gondola and then when they saw the bears and like the top of the mountain, which is something they wouldn't see in New Zealand, Mm -hmm. right? So it was, um, it's kind of a similar thing too, right? Mm -hmm. You're saying my wedding is at the Sea to Sky gondola. Your ticket is included to go up the thing. Now, Tim and I have talked about taking the gondola, taking Trent to the gondola. Mm -hmm. And it's about 40 bucks an adult. And I, I can't remember what the kid cost, but to, the idea of spending that much money to drive that far to mm-hmm. your kid to have a meltdown is like, uh, is it worth it? Is it worth it? I don't know. <laughs> going to a wedding and getting to go up there and experience a space that is decorated for a wedding, but also seeing mm-hmm. the mountain. Like mm-hmm. it's a, it's an interesting and cool experience that your guests would never really know existed. And then of course that would int- entice them to take their family members that did come here from out of town being like, oh, yeah. I went to this wedding at the Sea of Guys Gondola. We got to go there because yeah. it's stunning. It's, it's a beautiful space. That's so true. Sure. That's so true. It's Absolutely. basically a, a venue on top of a mountain and then there's a bridge that connects it to mm-hmm. another top of a mountain and it's like out of a postcard. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And then during um, your wedding, guests have other things to do around your wedding. So they're traveling, you know, like say your wedding's in Whistler at one of the Whistler weddings <laughs> can happen there. Needle Lake Lodge. That's I was trying to remember the name. Needle Lake, Needle Lake Lodge, right? So they are up there for the weekend. Well, Whistler yeah. is a really cool spot. I mean, freaking Olympics were hosted there and it became uh-huh. a national icon. So they got some really cool things up there. And, you know, they got our favorite is the burger place. Oh, and yes. then, of course, Pan- Panera Bakery. <laughs> so you're just eating your way through Whistler. But- oh, you are. You totally are. Yeah. But it is a tourist town, but you're a tourist in your own dollar. So you're like 
going to the wedding maybe on a Saturday from three to 12, but you're up there on Friday night and you leave on Sunday morning. There's so many more things for you to do. So your guests are actually pretty entertained to just entertain themselves or a wedding we did in Kelowna. The couple decided to have a casual barbecue lunch thing on the Sunday and all of Mm -hmm. their guests showed up at the beach and we're having yeah. playing games, having some fun, eating some hot dogs. And I was like, okay, well that wouldn't have happened at a wedding here. Like, can you imagine? Okay. Say if I got, <laughs> I got married at Highcroft and then on the Sunday be like, Hey guys, like we're all going to go to Kitts beach and we're going to hang out like <laughs> zero to four people would possibly show up to the <laughs> beach because they're already, they already did the wedding and now they're at home and there's no way they're getting out. But when you're away, you've your guests really have nothing else better to do. It's like, well, don't. sure, we'll go to a they barbecue don't. and hang out. Yes. We're yeah, on vacation. Well, we don't have chores. We don't have errands to run. We can't go grocery shopping. Exactly. Right? Well, it's not like there's anything else you have to do. And also the back and forth. I mean, like logistically for you, because mm-hmm. your family, everybody you had was like mostly from Richmond. So mm-hmm. for them to go back and forth into Vancouver again the next day is like, eh, whatever. But if everyone was like living really close to Highcroft, for example, then it would make sense that you would, everybody's like, well, we're already there. Yeah, sure. Let's go to the beach. Yeah, sure. Or if you've never been to the beach before, until I moved to the West End, I had no, or the West Side, like I had never, I'd never went to Kitts Beach. <laughs> I never, I never went to Kitsilano. I was like, why, why would I go there? Because I don't, I don't need to. And then I lived there for almost 10 years and I was like, why am I leaving? <laughs> this is <so> <laughs> But you know why what? am I leaving? Why am I leaving? But another Prince perfect Eric. <laughs> why Prince Eric, God sakes. Um, another very perfect example. Like, you know, I grew up in I grew up in the Langley area, Langley Cloverdale area. I literally had never been to North Van before. Why would mm-hmm. I go to North Van? Why? why? What's the I, point? I, What's I the agree point? with the statement. Why would I go to North Van? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, what is why would I bother going up there on a regular day? Like I just like hang out because everything I need is here. But to mm-hmm. but to be like, oh well, you know, so and so is gonna get married or we're having a huge celebration there. Well, let's get we'll stay overnight. And you're like, wow, they've got Deep Cove here. This is really cool. Or they've got um, you know, they've got the shipyards there now. Oh, that's really, really cool. Or they've got the wet, you know, Park Royals on that side, Amble side. Like they've got some really amazing stuff. Never in my life had I ever gone there. I remember going to park royal with my parents and i was like mom we mom we have a chapters <laughs> same thing i know i only go there if we're waiting come for the here. traffic from uh, whistler to get back that that's yeah. the only reason i would go to that white spot or that mall other than that i'm gonna live in the suburbs of white rock forever yeah, right so yeah. and yeah so it's just it's an opportunity for you guys to for for like guests to be able to kind of get out of their shell a little bit and again as we keep saying it's it's you're already there it's nothing really it's nothing that you're gonna have to kind of go out of your way it's in mm-hmm. in the dollar mm-hmm. like in the currency that you already have like there's just so many different things and it kind of brings me to that my next point about being able to try local things so Say, for example, you decided you wanted to go, you have a wedding and it's happening in a Soyuz. Just so you know, a Soyuz is only is less than a four hour drive, mm-hmm. depending on how fast you're going on the highway. <laughs> safely, and Oliver, safe. which is the city adjacent to a Soyuz, is the wine capital of Canada. Yes. Not even joking. There's a wine. The wineries are everywhere everywhere they're everywhere so imagine like you're used to going into the liquor store you go to aisle five you go to the the vqa section you're like i'm just gonna get some random thing um versus being able being able to like hey i'm gonna we're we're going to a vineyard we're gonna go check this out we'll check this out oh wow this is a a a local artisan they do like you know charcuteries and cheeses and they they do jams they do all this sort of stuff you would never ever be able to get that at your store of course you want to go to try something new right so Mm -hmm. it's again it's a really cool opportunity for you to to kind of get out there and check all that stuff out so 
do it. And I noticed that we did a winery uh, wedding a couple years ago. I just posted it up on our Instagram and it was at Cedar Creek. And Mm -hmm. now I will go to Savon and go to the VQA section or or the liquor store and I will seek out the Cedar Creek wine because we got to try it. We were hanging out at that winery. I have like warm, happy feelings with it. Us being like wrangling that balloon all over (laughs) the place. Oh my gosh. So it's like, it was cool because I have a memory attached to that. That and there is, I cannot remember the name, but it's a wine that has like five ladies on it. And my friends and I got to uh, try the wines and we had a really good time. So mm-hmm. I'll often grab that too. So it's yes. like, you know, there's so many wines out there, but then you can zero in on the one that you got to try because you were actually there. You saw the grapes that made this wine that you're drinking. Yes. Another cool kind of thing that comes from this kind of local destination wedding that you're doing is that typically when people get together at a wedding, it's they see each other at the ceremony. Hi, how are you? Sit down, do the formal stuff. Cocktail hour, dinner. They're all mingling and then dancing and having fun, right? Mm-hmm. And that's it. Now you're. It's about a weekend getaway, right? Friday mm-hmm. night. Maybe we'll go for beers at the bar at the hotel. Okay, Saturday. Maybe we'll go for brunch and I'll see you at the wedding. Sunday. Yeah, let's go to the beach or let's go get some Panera bread or something. You're giving your guests the opportunity to hang out together more than they mm-hmm. most likely would on just a Saturday afternoon wedding, which I think is a cool kind of piece of the puzzle there. I think that's a cool perk. Yeah, that totally makes mm-hmm. sense. Right? Yeah, so absolutely. it's like – and people would because, again, they're on vacation. They don't have to get back to doing anything in particular. So mm-hmm. they're pretty open to the idea of being like, well, sure, like I could go for beers or I could go to the casino or <laughs> I could go to yeah, the winery. Yeah. And so that's kind of the cool part to it. That's a, yeah, I guess it's those fun little excursions. Again, it's it's kind of yeah. going back to what I was originally – what I was saying before about trying the local things and yeah. you're, you're – you have a captive audience because everyone is there. So you're mm-hmm. able to be like, hey, we're going to go somewhere. Do you want to join us? Come hang out. It's it's a little bit like um, uh, when I was traveling actually in Europe years ago and I went traveling by myself and every day I was always meeting new people and I was like, hey, well, we're going to do something today. Do you want to come join us? Yes or no. And there was no pressure. There was no nothing. It was like, hey, let's just hang out. And so you kind of got to know people a little bit over the course of however long you're there. And it's the mm-hmm. same a little bit like this. Like you guys have traveled to a destination. Maybe you don't know each other. Maybe you're from opposite sides of the family and you're like, hey, like it's a really small, you know, guest count. There's only 20 of us and I've never met you before. Like, let's, let's hang out for a little bit. So, so you're right. Going to the breweries, going to the wineries, going to for Appy somewhere, like, you know, going on a cool adventure, who knows? Right. So. Yeah. Like we went to a wedding in, um, uh, Toronto. Well, it was offset Toronto, but we landed in Toronto and we connected with uh, Tim's cousin and her boyfriend, which we had never met. And we're like, Oh, this is a chance to meet him. And, uh, I got these like tickets that were free for a podcast that I listened to called Because News on CBC. Mm-hmm. And they actually have three comedians that they uh, question throughout mm-hmm. the taping. And it used to be a live taping. You used to be able to go and actually watch the show happen. So when you're listening to like the 2019 tracks, it's actually real people laughing on the track. Cool. Um, so we were like, oh, I didn't even know. I'm like, well, I got four tickets and they're free. So like if you're down, like let's go find out. So we met at the comedy thing. They were so delighted. They're, they said they didn't even know it was in their hometown. And now they listen to the podcast. And then we went for dinner. It's like we wouldn't have done that if we all lived in the same city. Right? Right. That wouldn't have been a thing. Like, oh, we'll eventually go to Granville Island and yes. we'll totally. maybe go to the comedy club. But like it was I kind of forced them to go out. And they're like, oh, it's actually really fun. So yes. that was kind of an offset of it too. That's yeah. so true. That's so true for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then kind of the last one is that, you know, less people – might be inclined to go and that's sometimes less of a headache now I kind of I think I had to have my wedding locally but I think now I could have pushed 
because in my mind, when I got married, I thought, okay, like there's only two. There's here or there's destination. And not mm-hmm. everybody can afford a ticket to Mexico because in my head, that Mexico vacation was the destination wedding. That was mm-hmm. it. Those were my only two choices. But now if I told my family like, hey, we're going to go to Whistler for the weekend, I think like 90% of them would go. <laughs> like they oh, yeah. would figure it out. Oh, However, yeah. some people like maybe your friend circle C or your coworkers might not be so inclined to go. And that kind of gets you out of that awkward, like, oh, because basically if you have a wet, if you're working in an office of 10 people mm-hmm. and you're having a wedding locally and you invite two people in the office because you're close to them, okay, well, that's going to be really awkward for the other eight that you work with because it's like, hey, I chat with you and we have lunch every day and we have a commodity, but I cannot afford your $100 plate for the wedding. Yeah. Now, if it's in Kelowna, okay, now there's a cost involved for that guest to go. And mm-hmm. the true people that really want to pay for the hotel and pay for their food mm-hmm. away and kind of make those arrangements will put the effort out. So you're kind of getting away from <laughs> the office not coming to your wedding. Totally. Okay. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I think you're totally right. And actually also in that same vein, you know how uh, – so the funny thing about the actual destination weddings of like Hawaii and the Mexico's and the Dominican Republic's and things like that, it was like – it was a way for people to – um, weed out guests. They're like, I have to invite everybody. So I'm just going to go away. And if you can't afford it, like too effing bad. And so it's only going to be like 20 to 40 odd people. And it's great. Cause then nobody's upset. But then it got to the point where everyone's like, cool, I want to go on vacation. I absolutely am going to come to your wedding. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> the whole point of this was to like trying to bring my guest count down. Now I find that if you're going to make that effort to go on a flight, to go somewhere, like you're really kind of committed to that versus if you are only a, an hour drive away, like say we're going up to Whistler and you live in the lower mainland. Also, the chances of you going to the wedding might just be like, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, it's fine. We don't, you know, like we can go to Whistler anytime. Like we don't have to go as part of a wedding. So it might actually be a way to kind of streamline that in that regard. Cause you might find that some people are like, you know, you know what? It's okay. Like if it's going to be a local or like a, a bit of a destination or maybe they decide that they don't necessarily want to do that. So it could actually what we're trying to say is it could kind of work in your favor if you find that some people bow out. Not a bad thing. I think everybody has to have a first right of refusal. I think you have to be, you have to invite the folks you got to invite and let them say yes or no. Totally. And I think that's a very easy way to get mm-hmm. rid of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> so let's talk about the negatives Ooh. of a little sort of destination wedding. Uh, your guests will recognize it takes up to at least two days of their time. So mm-hmm. it's not like they've been going to a wedding, you know, uh, they've maybe taken the kids to soccer. Great. They're, you know, our kids are going to go with, um, you know, Nana for the evening we'll get dressed mm-hmm. up. We'll go to the wedding and we'll have a nice time. We'll go home Sunday. We'll continue on with our day. Okay. Well now we're going to Whistler for the weekend. Hmm. Are we going to bring our kids with us? Are we going to leave the kids with, you know, our parents or uh, maybe you have to work on weekends and you have to shift that around. It's not as easy as being like, okay, I'm going to work in the morning on Saturday and then Mm -hmm. make my way to, you know, the wedding because you can't, you have to kind of take a little bit of time to travel there. So you Mm -hmm. are asking us to commit to more than, you know, eight hours and Mm -hmm. that's sometimes not in people's fun zone. (laughs) No, it's, it's not. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're going to end up staying there overnight. So it is a two day commitment versus, um, Mm going to like a traditional, you know, like a, a, a wedding that's, you know, down the street from your house kind of thing, like a, a, a you know, a regular wedding. Mm-hmm. It's you're only dedicating a day. And even I do find that sometimes 
during the weekday, so like a Thursday wedding or a Friday wedding is a huge commitment for some people too, if you think about it, because you're like, well, I got to work on a Friday, so I'm not going to be able to go to your ceremony. I might not, you know, I can make it to the reception, but I can't go to the ceremony. And that's something that I really want to, you know, I really want to witness. So, um, I, I, yeah, it's, I find it a little tricky and I, I do find that it can be a bit of, it is a commitment to ask people to be able to do that. And you speaking as a mom, you're like, what do I do with my kid? <laughs> like, Pretty what much, yeah. like, where, where, you know, I want to, cause then it's, it's, cause then they have to, it's not just one night that you're looking for a sitter. You're looking mm-hmm. for multiple nights, you yes. know, and, and arranging, just arranging that whole shenanigans of making sure that they've got clothes, they've got extra clothes, they've got diapers if they're really, really mm-hmm. little, that they've got their food, if they're, you know, all their toys, their games or everything. And, you know, they're with somebody that's like, are you cool? Two days, you're an absolute angel. I love a you. Lot. You know, a it's, lot. A lot. Yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. Right. So, you know, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, so I, I sympathize with that for sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think the next one is, um, we kind of touched a little bit, but not everybody mm-hmm. can join. Not and not everyone. Sorry, that sounded like garbled. Not every <laughs> not everybody could join on your day with mobility issues. So, for example, you have decided to have your ceremony on the beach in Tofino. Tofino is on the absolute most western side of Vancouver Island. If you look out far enough, you'll see Japan. <laughs> that's yes. basically that's the rest that's of Canada. <laughs> next island is Japan. Next it's island. On- Yes. <laughs> totally, totally. So so Tofino is such a cool little spot, little surfer town. However, a lot of people go there as a destination to get married on the beach. Which you is beautiful. Have, which is beautiful. But if you have a grandparent or an uncle or a sibling that's in a wheelchair, you think their you think their mm-hmm. wheelchair is gonna make its way through the you know the wet, damp like sand. Yeah. sand? Like I you know, it's not gonna happen. Like that's just it's impossible. What if somebody has um a cane? What if they have a walker? Do you think your grandmother is gonna sit there and like poke holes in the sand as she's trying to make her way to your ceremony? Like it's not gonna happen. So um, mm-hmm. so there's again, going back, you're gonna lose some people. And that might actually be a bad thing, especially if you want those people there. Exactly. Yeah, you have to really think about like, okay, is grandma going to be okay on the beach? Um, mm-hmm. Are they, Is it going to be cold? Like, are you going during storm season because you want those photos? Like, well, you're going to get 30 people bitching about how cold it is while you're oh, saying yeah. your, your love and vows to each other. Oh, it's beautiful, <laughs> but teeth chattering, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Another one is that you really have to consider is hotel blocks. I come from a hotel background, so it's really easy for me to explain this to our clients and how that all works. But based on my expertise working in hotels is hotel blocks can be a pain in the ass unless you kind of know what you're doing. (laughs) It's like, okay, I'm going to explain what it is. So you are getting married at Needle Lake Lodge. Great example. That is a hotel. Your wedding package includes your hotel stays as your minimum spend. So you have basically committed to having a wedding for 50 people and 20 rooms are available for your guests to book. Now mm-hmm. you have to be sure that your guests want to book a Needle Lake Lodge. Now the problem is it's a beautiful hotel, but it is expensive because it is the high-end luxury hotel. Mm-hmm. And the price that you're getting for the hotel rooms is pretty good for a group rate, but you could have maybe five people that are coming saying, mm, I can't really afford a $300 room. Mm-hmm. There is another hotel in Whistler that I can walk from and I'm just going to take that. Okay. Well now you're kind of stuck in this weird kind of cost mm-hmm. problem where you're like, okay, I have to make, you know, this amount of rooms because that's what my contract says. And I thought maybe my family would just want to all 
be on one in one area, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily the case when it comes to budget because they're already, you know, taking time off work or they're getting babysitters or they're already paying for gas to get up there and now they have to pay for a hotel room. So like maybe when I was 22, 23, I would have been like, I'm going to stay at the lot, like at a, like an inn or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe in this age, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to walk. And I would pay for the price of mm-hmm. um, having, you know, the hotel room. So then, you know, same thing here is you want everybody in one place. It's much easier to find them. Uh, so I always say to book two hotels, one at a luxury price point and one at a more affordable price point. Mm-hmm. So when I worked mm-hmm. with the Sandman, the Langley Hotel was a perfect op- uh, perfect example is that the Langley Sandman and the Langley Signature Sandman were two of the same brands, same salesperson that you're dealing with, but one was a luxury up, uh, upscale brand and one was kind of a more standard, you know, two beds in like a, a comfortable room. Uh, but they were across, they're across the highway from each other. So you, in theory, could just drive to each other and, and you'd be in the same hood or you could be like, I'm going to the restaurant uh, attached to the hotel. Okay, I'll mm-hmm. meet you there. I'll just drive mm-hmm. over. I'll walk over, however that may be. Mm-hmm. So it can um, be a little tricky. That's mm-hmm. all. And then the other problem is that sometimes hotels can be booked months in advance yep. because uh, there's an act- there's a activity going on. So uh, we have a couple getting married this April and I looked at their date and I kind of my hotelier brain kind of kicked in. I was like, I think your wedding is on the Sunrun weekend. Now yeah. it's supposed to be going through still, you know, like let's just say that's not a thing of COVID, but the Sunrun has 50 to 60,000 runners mm-hmm. downtown and half of the um, city is shut down because that's mm-hmm. where the runners are running. It's over like three bridges and like mm-hmm. over the main Absolutely. stretch of the beach, right? Oh, so yeah. if their guests are staying downtown and they want to leave at 10 a.m., that is going to be impossible unless yeah. they're in a specific location on the outskirts of town, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, if your guests are finding, because she said something about cost, and I thought, I think there's a reason the cost of the hotel is so high. It's because they're trying to embark on the market that people want to have a room before the sun runs. Exactly. From, like the island and stuff, right? Yeah. So that's what you kind of have to think about. So I would just like Google major events in the city. And if you see like an Eric Church concert happening at Rogers Arena the day before you're wedding like good luck finding a hotel that's under three hundred dollars or pride pride just cranks the prices like yeah. and they'll pay for it right because it's a celebration and people don't care how much money it is <laughs> like yep. i remember the sandman davy the pride parade would like be like hotel rooms are going for 400 500 easily and nobody that's was batting an eye amazing yeah. that's so so <laughs> insane i was gonna say there's another one too again you know looking around and doing a little bit of market research and seeing what's happening in your area. Whistler's another perfect example. Whistler has so many different events that are mm-hmm. happening all the time. And at random times too, I mean, they had, um, they typically will host Tough Mudder that usually happens in mm-hmm. like June. Um, they usually have the um, ski and snowboard festival. Um, and that usually happens like around end of April-ish too. So there's a lot of different things you kind of have to keep an eye out for because those are all going to affect the overall cost of your hotel and availability for your hotel as well. Now, if you're cool to do an Airbnb, then that's fine. But again, you may end up having issues where the Airbnb is going to jack up their price whenever there's going to be a crazy event that's happening in the area. So um, Mm -hmm. I have uh, clients that are actually getting married in the summer and um, they're getting married in the Squamish area. And this is something that they're kind of coming up with a little bit um, because they're getting, they're getting married on a holiday weekend. And so for them, it made sense because they're like, well, we're all coming from out of town. Like, you know, why the heck not? Um, But now they're coming up with this, the challenges of a, of making sure that they're getting a hotel at a reasonable price um, and or, or finding Airbnbs that are going to be affordable, that are going to make sense because 
you know, it, it, it really kind of discourages people from being like, well, it's going to cost me a, a lot of money, a thousand dollars just for a two night stay somewhere. Like that's crazy mm-hmm. to commit to. So that's what I was like for our costs to get us accommodations for that specific wedding we're talking about mm-hmm. was coming up. Not great. No, <laughs> like, I know. In that high range. I, I worked my magic with like my old hotel, you know, mm-hmm. connections and I got us something, but it was it's, it's expensive. Tough. It's tough. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It is something to consider that like maybe you're getting married on a long weekend in the summertime in BC. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you and every other family member is going camping or <laughs> is going yes. to away because they're embarking yeah. on that long weekend. So you yeah. just have to consider like there is a cost involved. Sure. You're going to mm-hmm. get a three-day weekend, but there's also going to be multiple people there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and absolutely. Make the prices, right? So yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, um, oh, go ahead. You Uh, Well, this one is like the transportation is a bit odd because, okay, typically what you would do when you go away on vacation, actually, so we went to the winery wedding with, um, and our friend Angie came with us in our car because we were hired as wedding planners to go to this wedding, but Angie was a guest. That's how we met this bride. (laughs) And she's like, I can just go up with you. And uh, I was like, yeah, that's cool. Like, no problem. And but she was limited to her transportation because we had our car, right? So we Mm -hmm. had to... We had to go to um, the venue to set up. We had to run the wedding, but Mm -hmm. she was stuck at the hotel. So she either needed to make arrangements to get like picked up or she had to like cab or, you know, Mm -hmm. take an Uber to wherever she needed to go, um, you know, during the day. Or she was, you know, limited and she just had to stay at the pool, which she was fine with. But I don't think people really think that through. It's like, okay, like all six of us can go in the van. Like we can split the rental or we can split the gas. Okay, now... How are we doing the activity we want to do or how do we want to get from A to B or, oh, you, it's your car, but I'm, you know, housebound, (laughs) right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All of those things, all of those things, (laughs) because, you know, while it might seem really, really great and yes, okay, sure. We're being environmentally friendly and we're doing it all in one thing. You are, you are right. You are grounded. You're like, okay, well, you know, you guys want to go and do something and I want to do something totally different. Well, unless I figure out my own way to get there, I'm not going to be able to enjoy, I'm not going to be able to go out and have fun. And so imagine, imagine it's like when you go on like family trips and there's mm. like, you know, it's like you, the parents and the two kids and one kid's like, Oh God, I don't want to do this. And the other one's like, I want to do that over there. And everyone wants to do separate things. And there's only one vehicle. And the dad's like, no, we're a family. We're going to do everything together as one yes. family. And you're yeah. like, Oh God, shoot me now. Yes, you do. There was seven um, of us with my family. There was my parent, my dad, and my stepmom, and then me and my two brothers and two sisters. Yeah, so I'm just trying to you had heard that would like, <laughs> and the age gap was huge. It's yeah. twelve years between my youngest sisters. So it's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. And we were we were we were pretty lucky. I mean, we you know, Shani and I were only like two years apart, and we pretty much loved the same thing. So we were pretty easy to entertain. It wasn't a huge thing, but mm-hmm. you know, if we were to be carpooling like with my aunts and my uncles for example and I'm like well okay great we've got one vehicle for all these all these adults and all mm-hmm. these adults want to scatter to the winds and they want to go and they want to do something like well h- how is who we rock paper scissor the vehicle like <laughs> you had it this morning I'm gonna have it this afternoon like it just doesn't make sense so yeah yeah so um, another one is, uh, it's kind of touching on transportation a bit but your, your guests can get easily lost so okay uh, I am a guest for a wedding that's happening at the Hotel Vancouver, the Fairmont. 
you have to live under a rock not to know where that building is, right? Of course, you know, parking is going to be cranked. It's near the art gallery and you know you need to take time to get to travel there and you know what the building looks like. And you go to front desk and be like, where's the wedding? And they'll be like, it's right over there. And I'll be like, cool. And I'll pet the dog that wears the Louis Vuitton collars <laughs> and we're on our way. So that is an easier trek. Now, if you are going to Kelowna and you are looking for a winery on a mountain full of wineries you are really just like like it was you and me in the truck and I was like okay look for it okay that's not Cedar Creek okay that's not Cedar Creek okay that is Cedar Creek turn 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 oh the driveway's only one lane okay I don't know <laughs> like, didn't we have to turn around <laughs> yeah we did we passed it right we did, <laughs> so we did. Like your guests aren't as familiar because they're essentially tourists in their exactly. own province in their own region but it is still going to be a bit of a logistical issue if your yes. wedding ceremony and reception are in a place people have never visited before. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. guarantee you that like, okay, Cedar Creek, I think maybe one to two people out of that whole guest count had been there before. <laughs> like, so it was, you know, you they wouldn't have been there. You think? I don't think we were I all from, so. the, they were all from Langley. So or like Vancouver. from there. Yeah. So like maybe, you know, they might have gone there on a girl's trip or like yes. gone with their families. Right. But yeah. it, it, I'd say like a lot of them had no idea or no clue where they oh, were yeah. or where it was. Yeah. It was. It, you know, we do have maps and stuff that can get us there, but there is a bit of a challenge, right? There's always the um, delay. There's always the delay of like trying to figure out where you're going, right? So, yeah. So, so Sam had a really great thing with hers is that um, she actually arranged a bus mm-hmm. to take her guests. Now, that is the easiest way to get around this thing mm-hmm. because you're basically saying you're at the same hotel. You all get on the bus mm-hmm. and you all get off the bus and then everybody's on time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She had, and she had actually staggered it based by an hour. So she said, okay, the first bus is leaving at two o'clock and the second bus is leaving at three o'clock and the mm-hmm. hotels were, were, they actually did what you suggested and they had one at, at um, a higher price and one at a slightly lower price. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they were within walking distance of, they were literally actually the hotels were right beside each other. So it was very convenient and that's mm-hmm. what they ended up doing. And so the, the one shuttle came and picked a whole schwack load of people up and they made their way through the city. And then the second shuttle picked the rest of the folks up and they made their way to the city. And they said, if you miss the shuttle, you're missing the party because we have to basically get started as soon as, as soon as they get there. So if you're late, there's how else would you make your way? And they were actually getting married at the Sea to Sky Gondola and they were coming in from out of town. So you have, there was, and there was a hundred people. Could you imagine 50 cars getting lost on the highway? Like half of them would have made, made, would have made their way up to like Prince George or like a hundred mile. Like they'd be like, where is, where is this gondola? I'm where looking for it? a gondola, yeah. you know? So it just, it just logistically made sense to have everyone showing up, you know, everyone is showing up. to this gondola? Like, oh shit, there it is. I was was told there was a gondola somewhere. I don't even know. It's on the side of a mountain. Please help me. Oh my God. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if you've hit the lumberjack, you've gone gone too far. far. Circle back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Oh, that's so funny. For our international listeners, if you guys have ever watched the movie, The Rundown with The Rock, that is oh no sorry not the rundown um walking tall that is squamish that's the city we're talking about so it's it? one of his, yeah if you watch it you can recognize it it's one no. of his if not first movies and no. he has hair in it and he's not as swole but he's in good shape and uh yeah walking tall was filmed in squamish so if you really want to know these regions we're talking about watch that movie it's a delight Look it yeah. up. yes exactly and the sea to sky gondola um has kind of been in the news the last few years because they were having some issues with their actual physical gondola it's up and running right now mm-hmm. and it's such a really cool place to to go check out but yeah we'll um, link it in the show notes for sure that you can see what we're talking about yes <laughs> absolutely yeah. oh my goodness I think we even have um 
um, Sam and Tom's blog so we can even showcase a wedding that we've actually we done there. Definitely. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next of one, top of mountains or forests. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So the next one. <clears throat> so, okay, cool. So you've decided to have your wedding an hour and a half away from where you live. You're literally in the middle of the sticks or you're on top of a mountain and there's no reception. Now, okay. Yes, this might sound like a first world problem. But if you don't let people know that reception is a little bit spotty and when they get there and they're trying to get a hold of people, maybe they need to be checking in on their sitter. Maybe they need to, you know, they've got something important at work. Maybe they've got a sick family member. They are not going to be happy with the fact that there's no amount of booze that's going to make them happy. They're going to be like, can you imagine they're going to have like one arm out extended. The leg is going to be extended out the other Mm -hmm. direction, trying to fashion some kind of human antenna as they're trying to create some kind of reception. They're going to end up walking away. Like we, you know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's one venue in, um, in Squamish and it's, so remote that you have to drive for a few minutes before you can actually get any sort of reception. Ten so kilometers, you have to drive the length ten, of the sun run to get reception. To get reception, to exactly, yeah. exactly. So for us as planners, when we're going to this event, like we're looking at getting um, satellite phones satellite. because oh, we need to yeah. be able to con- to contact each other. And so it's yeah. the same with this a little bit, where you know you've got you've got people, and okay, sure, you don't necessarily. I personally like an unplugged wedding, but you need mm. to let people know people are connected to their phones in a way that is a little bit unhealthy <laughs> us included us I mean, included, us included. Oh, yes. well, yeah. hello. Yeah. it's your business but is business that much for business yeah exactly exactly right yeah. so yeah i i definitely think that um um just being able to like let them know that otherwise you're gonna have some really 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 cranky people mm-hmm. <laughs> or they're all gonna congregate in the one area that they have found the reception like yes. near the satellite or and then something it, so, exactly yeah. and it kind of takes away a little bit from the wedding because then of course everyone's mm-hmm. gonna be like like they're gonna be like addicts basically as soon as they find that one little pocket <laughs> of, of reception they're just gonna be like get out of the way get out of the way i'm trying and they're all like just lined up and they're all just like there's on their screens and they're just like uploading uploading refresh yeah. refresh I'm like okay Look guys. At that food. oh my god yeah <laughs> Refresh, yeah, yeah. So my algorithm will be out of place if I don't like this. So true. And then, kind of the last point that we just kind of want to touch base on is that this is more based on your planning, not necessarily the guest experience. But when you are planning a sort of location destination wedding, Mm -hmm. you are relying on one of two things. You are relying on the people that live there that are vendors that are local to your venue, or you are accepting the cost of hiring a local vendor that Mm -hmm. is close to you in your city, but you're going to pay for their accommodation. So you kind of have to select pick and choose. So Mm -hmm. we obviously work We'll work anywhere for destination. Of course, we love working destination weddings. Mm -hmm. However, if there is a wedding planner in Victoria that has the same services as we do, but they work there, then, you know, budget wise, they're probably just going to go there. And that's like totally understandable. But if you want to be, if you're okay planning via Zoom, or if you're okay handing the reins over to a vendor that's there, then you're kind of you know, you can kind of accept that. Or if you want to have a vendor that's here, but then just pay for the accommodations, well, that's the luxury that you've chosen. It just depends mm-hmm. on the path that you want to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even even seeing your venue, right? A lot of our couples get really excited because they can go see their venue whenever they want here, especially if it's a restaurant or a hotel. Like, oh, we're going for a walk. Maybe I'll just go look at my venue, right? Because mm-hmm. it makes them excited to visualize the day. But yeah. 
if you're getting married in Kelowna or Whistler, you've probably gone to see it once or you've had them show you on, you know, video and just mm-hmm. hoped for the best. Like a lot of our couples haven't even seen some of their venues that mm-hmm. just because of COVID or they're like, don't live here. We have some couples that live, you know, in Toronto or Ontario that are working with us here. We have a couple in Australia that <laughs> works with us here. So they haven't actually seen the venue. So they're trusting our gut instinct and yeah. our videos and what we're telling them because they have to trust that we worked there before. It's like, exactly. this is what it looks like. And I can only show you in pictures. It's not the yeah. same. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I, I, you've kind of mentioned it so many times. It's trust. It really just comes down to trust and how trusting are you of your vendors? How trusting are you of the overall experience? Are you the kind of client that's like, I, you know, like let Jesus take the wheel. Like I, I, <laughs> I, you've got, you've got great reviews. It's, you've said all the right things. I'm just going to let you guys run with it. Or are you the kind of bride that really, really wants to be in our groom that really, really wants to be involved in the overall planning? Um, there might be some things that you're not able to do like doing those site visits, like visiting your space. We always encourage you to go do the site visit, but if you can't, what's, what else do you do? Right. So being able mm-hmm. to trust, I think is really, really important, but it can be a bit of a negative if you're super type A and you're like, oh my gosh, the fact that I like, I literally have no idea what's happening at that venue right now. I have no idea. I haven't talked to the florist. I haven't talked to the photographer. Mm-hmm. Like everything is happening on the ground and I'm just, I'm hoping everything is going to be set and ready to go, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. So it's mm-hmm. tough for some people. It would be, I mean, it was tough for me. Like I watched my friend, she had her destination wedding in Mexico and I was like, damn girl. And she's a planner. I was like, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it, it was a lot for her. And she had a really tough time of letting go. She even told us, she's like, this is the document that I mailed to them. It was, <laughs> um, my fingers are up. It's about an inch thick. That is how much stuff that she's like, these are all of my expectations. These are the things that I want. These are the mm-hmm. flowers that I'm looking for. This is the photographer that I'm, you know, like all of this were stuff that she wanted because she was, she was so used to being in control of everything that she couldn't at this time. And so yeah. it was, that was a huge, that was a, that was a big, big thing for her. <laughs> I was very proud of her. Very <laughs> <Yeah>. proud of her. <laughs> Even as like planners though, uh, Kelly and I have been fortunate enough to do these destination weddings and to um, travel there and work the weddings. But I, so COVID really forced us to have two destination weddings that we didn't originally book. So we originally booked two couples that said, I want to get married in Vancouver. And we had the weddings ready to go. Then COVID happened. And they said, you know what, we're going to, we're going to, you know, seize the moment and we're going to do destination weddings. They, we had already built a trust report with them at this point. Mm-hmm. So they really had to rely because the first time we saw the venues was when we walked on it. <laughs> like, yeah. We drove up like, and we're like, so this is what we're doing today. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was us as planners really connecting with the venue to understand the logistics of what was happening mm-hmm. to really be like, okay, like how far is this walk or, you know, and then of course we found some challenges as soon as we got on there. Uh, the Bilson Creek wedding that we did stunning apple orchard but the lack of water was astonishing <laughs> like it was also 32 degrees on was- the island it was hot and the water just wasn't flowing as fast as it should have um, yeah. so that was just maybe like a weird challenge that we might if we do a wedding there again of course we would love to we would recommend more water or mm-hmm. like a faster version of getting it. Because or it just, was- yeah. Or just, you know, like we, cause we hadn't been there before and it was such a quick thing. Like we decided what in June that this was happening in like the this end of July, like it was, it was, like it was so, so quick. 
um, that we really just didn't have that opportunity to, to, to double check all that stuff. And, and they were so, they were so, so in love with the overall space. And honestly, guys, it's like, it's such a cool, it's so beautiful. And it's so literally my only complaint was the water. I just wish there was more of it. They had access to water. There just wasn't enough coming out fast or like we would have brought flats of water bottles and we would have just been chugging them because we were, we were hustling across the property. Right. So that was our challenge too. And it was Mm -hmm. really hot. But other than that, you know, the pizza was freshly made with the chefs there. They, so good. Um, like their, their dogs are running around. It was, there was a lavender, lavender field, field with the bees. Just, oh, it was just oh, a dream, right? Like, you know, so great. And it was, it was one of the first weddings that we had done. We we're like, wow, this is amazing. And it's in Canadian dollars. This makes, mm-hmm. this is like so like game changer. This is so cool. Like there's some really, depending on where you are in Canada, there, there, I guarantee you, if you look there are some super, super cool places that you can go to that are not that far from where you live, but are far enough away that it makes you feel like you're going away. Yeah. <laughs> you can really, really, you can really enjoy the feeling of like, I am not at home. I am not. It takes me a while to get back home and I'm able to, you know, I'm able to get married with my family, my friends. And, you know, like, remember, I mean, you want to be surrounded by your mer people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. Bring it back, <laughs> folks. Bringing it back. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, we hope you learned something. I think obviously we talked a lot about the aerial wedding, but I think I think that's fine with that. That's who we are. Yeah, so that's who we are. Totally and, you good. know, we wanted to start you off on a path of thinking, okay, how are we gonna blend our families on this destination sort of wedding? So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, of course we always encourage to do what's best for you guys, but mm-hmm. we just want you to think about and highlight these points that we've given you just because you know, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes to a wedding that um you would have your kind of destination ish I think I would if I were to redo it I probably would have had a sort of destination wedding I think that would have been my ultimate I almost got I almost cut it and went to Paris but then I got married here but I think (laughs) if I were to do it again I'd say let's go to a winery yeah Yeah, (laughs) I like I I love the idea of doing a destination and it's something on the radar I don't know I'm I'm, I'm so undecided this is my challenge is that you know I'm I'm very very blessed to be able to what's that you see uh, all the trends. I see <laughs> okay, all, well, like, not only I see all the trends, but I'm like, I see all of the places that I'm like, oh, this would be really cool. Oh, this would be really, really cool. Oh, this would be really, really cool. Oh, I like this one. I like this one. And so, you know, we've got some really, really cool venues. So many new ones are popping up all the time. A lot of people are really, you know, re, you know, pivoting. Oh, I hate that word, but they're really transitioning and they're, they're, I know it's it's I'm so sick of that word oh my god that and over an abundance of caution if I never hear those three words again I swear to god I'll be so happy (laughs) (laughs) Ah! um but I think I think there's some really really cool things and then once you figure out where you're having your reception then just go from there figure it out are there locals that could do your hair and your makeup or local florists or local you know we talk Mm -hmm. about you know I think I can't remember what episode it was this is sustainable wedding Mm-hmm. going as local mm-hmm. as you can that's the most that's the most cost effective way and also the most environmentally friendly because then people are not having to drive all their god's green earth so that they can put your eyelashes on <laughs> yeah and our pro tip for you for ending this episode is that if you don't know where to look for vendors just ask your venue i am pretty sure your venue would be like oh, we love these mm-hmm. two efficients mm-hmm. we love these two floors because they work there all the time right mm-hmm. so if you're looking for okay i've got my planner and my photographer that are here i'll ask my planner or the venue, who have you seen here all the time that you mm-hmm. like to work with? Because they know the ins and outs of the venue, and it's just a lot easier to kind mm-hmm. of wrap your brain around that and for they, sure. And they can also vet who they like and who they don't like. Because mm-hmm. be able to exactly. say like, oh my gosh, we love working with this caterer. Please don't bring these guys in. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so don't ask your venue because they'll give you a list because they want to work with the same people. Mm-hmm. You know, they want you to personalize your wedding, but they don't need to reinvent the wheel. They like mm-hmm. people that have been here before and know the rules. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Okay, guys. Yeah, until next time, we will have more stuff to talk about, and I'm sure we'll make Disney show up more times than one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Wedding Session. Remember to hit subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so you can get updates to your phone for the latest episodes. Want to connect with us? Hit us up on Instagram at The Wedding Session. We're people first and planners second and understand everyone deserves their own unique wedding experience. So when it comes to planning your wedding, do what's right for you. This episode was written, produced, and created by us. us.